MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a hump day Wednesday. That gentleman right there, a proud alum of the 19th ranked Tulane Green Wave. Party like it's 1998. I think about making a trip to New Orleans potentially next week. I will keep y'all posted. That would be something. Big game next weekend, certainly for the Green Wave. If it Gotta... happens, you coming? If if there just ha- if the uh, stars align, and for some reason I need to get on a plane and, and go to New Orleans next weekend, would you be privy? Absolutely. To joining me, okay. If, if you're inviting me, absolutely, I will absolutely be so there. So I checked on the bus routes, and there's a bus that leaves. Uh, <laughs> Vegas at about 6.15. They actually said they would stop by Circle and pick you up. You know, I'm good. You know, you, you enjoy yourself. You go down there <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> I, oh. I, I will say, I will say, we got a lot to get to. We got Game 4 of the World Series tonight. We got our rollover contest with the crew from VEASAN Live Bet, or Live Bet tonight. Uh, we'll get to all of that here. I will say, there. I think there is, if you look at the schedule, there's an opportunity for your alma mater mm-hmm. to potentially host the best pregame show in all of sports. I would agree. That is college game day. The tricky part is Alabama's visiting Ole Miss next week. That would be the odds-on favor to land said college game day. You need to call up Brian Kelly and say, hey, can we get this upset? 
Also, I think Gus Malzahn and UCF could be in for their uh, could have their hands full. Well, let me ask you week. a question. I think uh, Ole Miss does have one of the better game day environments in college football. I but agree. No offense to the great state of Mississippi. Game day was just in Mississippi last week. Jackson. Why would you want to go back to the state of Mississippi, Oxford, when you could be in New Orleans? I'm just saying. I, I would love to see it. I love seeing new places hosting college game day, Jackson State. See, la- the, earlier this year, you were all, rum, 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 rum. You know, they got to be at uh, the big name places. I hope that they uh, help out the AAC again. Yeah, I, I like the growth of college game day. They've been to Boone, North Carolina. They've been to Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Do we have the clips Absolutely. of him complaining about them going to Boone, North Carolina all week long? Do we have those clips? I'm going to have to resurface those. Tulane well, alum... See, is a, a hypocrite. First of all, you don't, don't ever compare the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Shout out to all those wonderful people down there. I mean, amazing, amazing city to Boone, North Carolina. No offense to Boone, North Carolina, but they're not comparable. New Orleans is a destination spot. I wouldn't say New Orleans is a... That's a top five I'm, I'm, tourist destination spot in the New United or- States New of America. New Orleans is Absolutely. incredible. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't try and throw us into the Boone, North Carolina, Jackson, Mississippi well, boat. Well, you were sitting here complaining when there wasn't a clear-cut option. Next week, unfortunately, for the Green Wave, there is a clear-cut no, option. Not. No, it's not. I mean, it is. Why would you, go to, why would you want to go to Oxford, Mississippi, Last and see, time they and went see to... Bama mollywop Ole Miss? That's true. Yeah. Did you see what LSU did to Ole Miss? So based on what Bama does to LSU, it, it, there's the call. You, you better call up Willie Fritz right now, though. They go on the road to Tulsa this Man, weekend. Light work. Ooh. Light work. You you said, I think you might have said that about Southern Miss, too. When you, uh, when you were supposed to pump them up. Uh, they didn't ask you for a, a social this? media read, did Forget they? Forget college game day. <laughs> what was your facial expression when your alert went off on your cell phone and it said Bank of America has been contacted by Daniel Snyder, who's threatening to expose emails, texts. I'm sure he has uh, hidden videos on other owners if he's forced out of the NFL that he's putting the commanders up for sale. My initial thought was this is the best day in the franchise's history since they won the Super Bowl in 1992. Mm-hmm. My second thought was he's not going to sell the team. I, I, I am hopeful for all of my friends back in the D.C. area that have been destroyed by the worst owner in all of professional sports, <laughs> Daniel Snyder. I hope that this is true, but the worry I have is that it's really just for a minority share of this franchise. He'll get some extra cash in his pocket. But I, the, 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 the question I do have is, who would want to buy in with that guy? Well, no one. The most unlikable owner in all of sports, the worst owner in all of sports, an owner that Maryland, Virginia, and the District of Columbia say, you're not building a new stadium. So do you think this is an image grab? Get someone with a clean resume, pristine reputation to become the face of the organization while he still owns the majority? Is that what it's possible. he's after? It's possible. I don't think so. I, I think $5.6 billion is hard to turn down. That's I, what they said the commanders are reportedly they worth. Will, they will get more than that. I call the, my people. Mm-hmm. and uh, You got that? Yeah, we're probably not going to get involved. No? We're you know, probably not going to get involved mm-hmm. in bidding. I mean, we were involved until it got up to about 1000 and and then, you know, when it hit the 5.6 billion mark, we were like, 
a lot of thousands. I haven't chatted with uh, our own Gil Alexander yet, who uh, grew up in the D.C. area like I did. Mm. Uh, but this, I am confident in saying that if this sale were to go down, this would be the best day in the history, not in the history of the franchise, since their last Super Bowl win. So how does this impact this Sunday's contest with the Minnesota Vikings coming to town? I don't think it does. I think, you honestly, you know what, Sean? You might get a little livelier of a crowd, a lot more lively of a crowd. Because you do have the return of Kirk Cousins, mm -hmm. which is, I don't think fans he was really. He a lightning rod for, no, no, no. for the, the Redskins at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best quarterback since Brad Johnson in that organization, that franchise history. Maybe even better because he was there longer. Now, this is when you need ESPN to actually have like a platform on Sundays. Because the perfect organic like occurrence would be for RG3 to be calling the game. <laughs> And Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback of the visiting team. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> That'd be that phenomenal. That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, as for bettable or forgettable, is Daniel Snyder potentially owning the team yeah. bettable information? I think the only thing it's bettable for is maybe the fans uh, will be a little more excited or they'll just be chanting sell the team the entire game there at, uh, at FedEx Field. I've been looking at this game because... Taylor Heineke feeling pretty good about himself right now. Fourth quarter comeback. And normally, Colts. pride cometh before a fall. So if you go back and you look at all of his throws from the last two games, they've both been wins by the Commanders. Yep. I think uh, the Packers mm -hmm. and then um, the Colts. Yep. He's feeling good. He's throwing the he's throwing the ball in coverage. You know they're making a lot of contested catches. I think it might be a high turnover outing for Taylor coming. Very soon. I got to figure out when it is so I can capitalize and get this easy money. And by the way, uh, is Chase Young playing this year? Uh, he was just activated off IR, so he's got that 21-day window. Oh, so probably not. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Jahan Dotson, he back yet? I mean, they got uh, a lot of guys they in They got a lot room. of injuries. A lot of guys in training room. Um, I mean, the game-winning throw that set up the touchdown for from uh, Heineke, Heineke to, to, Taylor to, 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 to Terry McLaurin. It was a at best 50-50 ball. Yeah, but it was off a scramble. No, no, no. I'm just yeah. saying he he is. I as thought you, it was intercepted. As you, that's what I thought. Because I too. had the Colts. As you would say, <laughs> Taylor Heineke's a very uh, YOLO quarterback. Oh yeah, he has nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah, see, He's just out slinging it. He tried to play it close to the vest last year and it didn't work for him. They, yeah. they, they went out like, and got Carson Wentz. I so think now he was, he's like. Hey, man, I'm going to live on the edge. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So he's got nothing to lose. So, yeah, I agree. He's got a high turnover game coming. You heard it here first on V-Sense prime primetime. <laughs> and uh, it might be Sean Saturday. King and Tim Murray. Or Sunday. Taylor Heineke has a two-plus interception game coming very soon. Whether it be at home against the Vikings or on the road at the Eagles, it's we'll coming. see. Yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, I think he was like the worst quarterback, <laughs> starting quarterback in the NFL <laughs> yeah, last year. Um, all right. Speaking of the Indianapolis Colts, let's get to a little bettable or forgettable. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, out of practice again today. Uh, had 16 carries for 76 yards. They did, of course, trade away Naheem Hines uh, yesterday. The Colts did, that is, to the Buffalo Bills. Colts are a uh, five-and-a-half-point road dog at the Patriots. Your guy, Sam Ellinger, who you think pretty highly of, uh, is the starting quarterback, but Taylor continues to be all sorts of banged up here, Sean. Bettable or forgettable news? Extremely bettable. Uh, when you have the best running back in the league, and a lot of people would say that Naheem Himes is one of the top three backup running backs in the National Football League, and 
Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has battled injuries, doesn't look like he's going to play this week, yet you trade the backup. You know that formation that they have on fourth now? Mm -hmm. It's called punt. <laughs> That's what the Colts are doing on this season. They are punting, I think, on the rest of the 2022 season. So to me, this is bettable. Stephon Gilmore mispractice as well for the Colts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, as we have mentioned, uh, Quiddy Pay and Ryan Kelly were both limited participants. And Zach Moss, who, of course, they acquired from the Buffalo Bills in that trade for Naheem Hines, uh, he was uh, sidelined uh, due to his travel there to Indianapolis. So can't imagine he'll be all that uh, involved in the game plan. Sean, bettable or forgettable, Cordero Patterson back at practice today for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he has been uh, on the... IR with a knee injury. Uh, not sure if he'll be uh, back playing come Sunday, but uh, Falcons a home dog to the Chargers this weekend. If he's 100%, this is bettable. I like Falcons' money line if he's playing one of the most ver versatile running backs in the National Football League. He was outstanding before the injury. The Falcons are confident right now. Uh, they're coming off of uh, probably what you would call a lucky win versus the Panthers, but they sit in first in the NFC South. Uh, shout out to Arthur Smith. Man, is he going to win Coach of the Year if the Falcons win the NFC they South? They win the division. Absolutely. Coach of the Year this year is going to be very, very difficult. I totally agree. To elect one of probably five coaches that have done a phenomenal job. You think Pete Carroll, Brian Dayball, Arthur Smith, Nick Sirianni, and who else is uh, Kevin O'Connell? Got to give him credit. Minnesota's sitting there, what, 6-1 and one at first mm -hmm. in the NFC North. Sean McDermott also six and one too. They were supposed to be good though. They were, but if you're 16 and one, it's a little uh, pretty impressive. We have game four tonight of the World Series, but up next we take a look at our top four in college football and compare it to what the committee threw out there last night. It is Vsin primetime. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you... Here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 alongside sean king i am tim murray big show ahead today as it is a wednesday getting you closer and closer i would say to, to football action but we got that tonight two games on the docket this evening in uh, at Northern Illinois, Central Michigan at NIU, Rocky Lombardi from all reports expected to be playing for NIU this evening. Western Michigan at Bowling Green as well. My favorite team in the MAC, Bowling Green, got a forty to one ticket on them to win the conference. Already cashed their win total over this year, so let's uh, let's keep it rolling there, Falcons. We will talk to our good friend Eric Eager, the professor, coming up bottom 
of the hour. We'll head to Philly at the top of the hour, and we'll talk to Ryan Rothstein from WIP, get his thoughts on Game 4 of the World Series. He was at Game 3 last night. He was clearly good luck. Five home runs by the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper hitting an absolute bomb in the, what was that, the first inning. So a 7-0 win for the Phillies. We'll chat with Jonathan Von Tobel. Stanford Steve and Bud Elliott later on in the program. A college football heavy final hour there with Stanford Steve and Bud Elliott. Uh, real quickly, Sean, before we get to our top fours and uh, looking back at what the committee decided was their top four last night, we do have this contest going. Mm-hmm. Decision by you. Great idea uh, that we are in the midst of consecutive days of football mm-hmm. until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. There will be a football game every single day on your television, pro or NFL, or college or NFL, until the day before Thanksgiving. And we have a money line roll or sorry, a rollover parlay competition going on. Both you, myself, and producer for VSIN Live Bet tonight, Aaron Oster, were on over Buffalo and Ohio last night. That hit. Never in doubt. Wes Reynolds went under Ball State, Kent State. That hit. So all four of us have $191 mm-hmm. in our account. Uh, Femi went a little more aggressive, went Ball State plus 230. Right. That hit. So he's now sitting with $330. And uh, producer Britton, unfortunately, went Buffalo minus two. So he is sitting with zero. Yeah, he probably should just wait till he sees what we're going to pick and just mimic one of our picks. <laughs> that, that would be my advice to Britain. So I will uh, I will roll down these plays real quickly. Um, I've but, already sent my selection in as well. Well, I know. Okay. I, do they know? Like, we have to tell the people. It's a contest. Is that what you do on a TV show? Yes. That's, okay. That, that, okay. That's, that's, so okay. would you like to let the people know? Yeah, absolutely. And you did know last night. Mm-hmm. You locked it in. So let people know I what your plays. I got close and line value. The number's actually going up. I took Bowling Green last night, sent it to our producer. So uh, my 191 hypothetical dollars, my 257 real dollars, because I went slightly over the $100 limit, I am personally going to wager as well throughout this contest. Um, I took Bowling Green minus the four and a half. I really like Bowling Green's quarterback. He throws touchdowns and does not throw interceptions. That's always a good trait there at home. Um, they actually won Tim some money. He took the over on the win total for Bowling Green this year. So mm-hmm. that's a team that he likes as well. So I'm on Bowling Green tonight. You can still find some fives. Most places it's already up a whole point to five and a half. I did get it last night at four and a half. So let's go Falcons tonight. Uh, I am. Uh, I-, I was really struggling here uh, because I like Northern Illinois. I didn't really want to lay the six. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to follow our the challenge MTV guest Devin Walker's uh, money line parlay tonight. What could go wrong? Money lining both favorites, but the market is like both NIU, Northern Illinois, and Bowling Green. I'm gonna put my 191 hypothetical dollars at a plus 118 money line parlay, Northern Illinois. And Bowling Green. And I'll be honest with you, I was going to take Central Michigan money line if Hampton was starting at quarterback from NIU. But because it's Lombardi, Lombardi's been a little better. Five touchdowns, only one pick. More importantly, he's completing 67% of his passes. So he's efficient. So I'm afraid of that against a Central Michigan team that's that's not great. So uh, I think you're on the right side right there. Um, I'm. What'll be interesting, I didn't think you needed to go money line. I think both 
It's fair. Favorites cover. But, I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry, especially when you're parlaying. Uh, Femi is going Central Michigan. The chip's on the money line. So he's going to put his 330 <coughs> at so plus 195. So we're going opposite. Aaron Oster. The producer of VSIN Live Bet tonight, plus six. He's taking the points with the chips. Uh, Wes Reynolds is going Western Michigan, plus three first half. And then uh, producer Britton is going under in the Central Michigan NIU game. So there we go. So, Our little competition going so on. So Britton is the rogue picker again? He is, uh, yes, yeah. he is on an island by himself there. Uh, can I just, VSIN pro tip? You're not going to make a lot of. You're not, and he just got in my ear, Britton, and said that genius is lonely. First of all, that's my phrase, so it's copyrighted. So, yeah, I'm going to charge you to use it. Secondly, you're not going to make a lot of money betting unders in Mac games. I'm just telling you, this it's this first half unders in Mac games may have a shot, but for whatever reason, I don't know if they're the greatest, like, halftime adjustment, like, league in America from a coaching standpoint, but, man, those second halves can be extremely, extremely volatile. So, good luck, Britton. It was one-on-one one last night. We hit ours. Wes hit his under, so we hit our over. Yeah. All right. If you watch the uh, – what was the uh, game he took the under in? It was uh, – Ball State. Ball State versus uh, Kent State. It probably was an over game. It was one of them games where they just kind of screwed it up in the red zone. But, hey, Wes won good. I'm, I'm pulling for Wes, too. All right. I want us all to make money. Just uh, like we want you guys to make money because at the end of the day on Prime Primetime, we pull for our pockets. Talk to Eric Eager, bottom of the hour, get his thoughts on all the moves yesterday in the NFL. But uh, quickly, we'll run through our top four. The College Football Playoff Committee came out with theirs yesterday. They went Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Michigan on the outside looking in, and Alabama sitting there at 6. TCU, the lowest-ranked unbeaten. So we will go uh, as we normally do here on our top four uh, college football rankings on Wednesdays from the bottom up. Sean, number four for you would be who? Well, I have TCU at number four. And listen, before you laugh at this, the only reason TCU's seven in the initial college football playoff ranking and not higher is because people didn't anticipate them being good. But when you look at when they played these teams, they have four wins over top 20 teams in America. I repeat that. They have four wins over top 20 teams in America. When they beat Oklahoma October 1st, Oklahoma's ranked 18th in the AP poll. When they beat Kansas on October 8th, Kansas was ranked 19th. When they beat Oklahoma State on October 15th, Tim, Oklahoma State was ranked 8th. And when they beat Kansas State on October 22nd, Kansas State was ranked 17th. So four of their eight wins are against, at the time, top 20 AP teams. TCU is really good. Max Dugan, I'm just, I can't speak enough about the improvement he's made under Sunday, Sunny Dykes. 76, 77, 67% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, only two interceptions on the year. He's playing at a high level. They have another AP top 25 team if they don't lose in two weeks in Texas. So that will be five AP top 25 wins on their resume. If they run the table, go undefeated, win the Big 12, it'll be a shame, a travesty if they're not allowed into the college football playoff because their schedule says that they deserve to be there. So I'm, I don't know how to do the hand signal, but horn frogs, let's go. So you believe go they're frogs. better They're be better than Michigan and Ohio State? I'm just going by their resume. Okay. They've got more AP top 20 wins than also, Michigan and Ohio Oklahoma State. Oklahoma doesn't count. Well, that, when they played them, Oklahoma was 18. That's not the way it works. Uh, it is. It's not. No, yes, it, it, it is. It, it isn't. When you play a team, either they're ranked in the top 20 in the AP or they aren't. Okay. 
I'm just saying. They're not. Like, you might say they weren't deserving of that ranking, but when you played them, if that's what they were ranked, that's what they were ranked. Just makes up rules. All right, number four for me, Michigan. Uh, Michigan is elite on the ground, arguably the best offensive line in the country. And uh, for me, they are number four. They've been number four for a good chunk. Not every week, but number four for me right now. You spent all your time on TCU, so you got number three. All right, number three, I got Georgia. I mean, we're going to find out Georgia, Tennessee. This line is telling me Georgia's the side, but they just lost Nolan Smith, who everybody projects as a uh, first-round pick at a rush in. Why is that bettable information? Because they're playing probably the best quarterback right now as far as how he's currently playing and where his team sits in Hendon Hooker. Bryce Young's the best quarterback in the country, but Hendon Hooker's a close second. Uh, number three for me, Ohio State. Uh, yeah. Good performance, not amazing. I had to bump them down and uh, put the two SEC teams ahead of them, Ohio State sitting there at number three. All right, we'll get back to our one and two. I don't think there will be any surprises in those two, but I do want to elaborate a little bit on the Buckeyes, who he has number three, because uh, they're an interesting study uh, because I think a lot of their prestige is because of who they are, not what they've actually done this year. Could be, could be. They'll still be 12-0, they'll win the Big Ten, and they'll be in the college football playoff and have a good chance to win the national title. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Eric Eager going to give us his thoughts and takeaways from deadline day in the NFL. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, Pro Tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself that edge. Head over to vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who'd you play for in the CFL? Hamilton. Hamilton. Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats. Yep. The Tiger Cats. There for 12 days. Best 12 days of your life. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, a man who loves betting the CFL, and that is our good friend, Eric Eager, the professor. VP over at Sumer Sports. Follow him on Twitter, at Eric Eager underscore. Uh, check out Sumer Sports Show on YouTube as well. Eric, I have been told that we want to jump right to your best bet of the weekend, and that was from up top. And by up top, I mean the guy who sits to my left. So... What is the play that is uh, getting you all bubbly inside this weekend? I, I think it's the Hamilton Tie Cats. Sean, uh, Hamilton Tie Cats plus three at the Toronto Argonauts on Sunday. Uh, that that is my my favorite bet of the weekend. Look at that! He went with your former team. We not, we didn't even work this out in like a rehearsal. I mean, he's. Rolling with the team that you love, the Hamilton Tie Cats. So you're taking the Tie Cats at the Alouettes. That's right. That's right. It's a three in some shops. I think uh, probably will close less than that. So go get yourself the, the full field goal in the, in the CFL uh, playoff round this week. 
Hey, even though it's a road game, it's a very short drive. Hamilton uh, is very close in proximity to Toronto. Like it. So, yeah. Tie Cats, baby. Mm-hmm. Your former team. Facts. We got Tulane rolling right now, and we got the best bet on the Tie Cats. I mean, we, we got things humming and hollering. Uh, with your former teams, we just need to figure out what was that Las Vegas team you played for? They're, they're defunct. They don't exist anymore? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Eric Eager joining us right now. Uh, Eric, just big picture from trade deadline. I, you know, I know a lot of these moves in the futures market, nothing really moved. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, that line moved the 49ers a little bit. But uh, from the moves that happened yesterday, what do you believe was the most impactful moving forward? Yeah, I think. You know, I do have to say it's Bradley Chubb, even though they didn't move uh, the number that much, largely because the Dolphins are not favored to win that division. The Bills are probably the best team in the league and obviously the best team in the AFC East as a result. Um, But I do think it helps them. They're one of the weaker teams in the NFL in terms of rushing the passer with just four guys. Uh, And, you know, they do have to blitz a lot. If Chubb can, you know, scream off that edge a little bit, get some pressure without having to blitz, I think it makes that whole defense better. So I think it's the Dolphins. Even though, you know, I don't think any one move was that particularly uh, impactful in terms of Super Bowl odds, uh, that one was a big flat. You know, what it does is it makes Melvin Ingram better. It makes Roberts better. It makes Baker better because you have to game plan for Bradley Chubb. And I don't think the Dolphins had that kind of piece in their front seven. So... When you look at it from an organizational standpoint, Eric, if you can, if Bradley Chubb gets you two extra offensive possessions a game, because he makes a play on one third down, makes a tackle for a loss on second down on another drive, with the weapons they have, adding Jeff Wilson now allows Raheem Mostert to take some of that contact inside the tackles off of him. He becomes even more explosive. I think that's where the significance of this move comes in. Yeah, with all these non-quarterbacks, it all comes in at the margin. As you said, a sack is worth about two points, right? So you think about, you know, people, you know, don't think of that as that much, but you guys like us in the betting world, like two points is a, a huge margin uh, in a game. And, and if he can get you one of those a game, as you said, uh, there's value there. Um, if you can, you know, force the other team, you know, to a field goal instead of a, a touchdown in the red zone or something like that again, that's just a big play for somebody. And, and again, I believe that that is a, you know, a huge deal uh, insofar as their ability, uh, you know, to win here. You got a phone call in the background there. <laughs> I know. My wife, my wife uh, needs to go pick that up. Hold on. I mean, does he have a house phone? I mean, that sounds like Dude, a house phone. Breaking I mean. news. We, uh, by the way, while, uh, while he figures that out, uh, this was just tweeted out and uh, not great for my rollover parlay bet. Uh, Rocky Lombardi does not appear to be dressed in pregame. Hey, I love oh. Femi's bet now. Matter of fact, let me, that's actionable. You're talking about bettable. I like Central we, Michigan now. Can I still switch this out? Uh, I'm not sure, and I don't think anybody We haven't cares. top of the hour yet, so... Uh, I'm rolling with my guy tonight, then. Daniel Richardson. Let's go, baby. Maybe yeah. Femi has some insider information that he's not, you know, allowing us to, to be privy to. I got to figure out where I'm moving my... Uh, moving here. All right. Uh, Eric uh, Eager joining us. Uh, TJ Hawkinson gets moved to the Minnesota Vikings, E, and now the Vikings heading to the Kirk Cousins uh, return bowl as they head to FedEx Field. Uh, 
Fed, uh, uh, Commander fans rejoicing today with the possibility of Daniel Snyder selling the team. So maybe there's a, a new amplified uh, energy there at FedEx Field. 43.5 is the total. 3.5 is the spread on Saturday, or excuse me, in Sunday afternoon uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Washington. Yeah, I mean, Tim, your, your commanders, you know, a team that we like uh, over this year, looking bad at one and four, now at four and four, now that Carson Wentz has gone to that bench. Um, you know, I, 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 I hate to say it, but this is another one where I like them uh, against the number here. The Vikings, you know, six and one, certainly impressive, but Kirk Cousins is probably having his worst year as Viking. Um, you know, the offensive line gave up a lot of pressure to a bad Arizona Cardinals defense last week. Uh, and the secondary has played well. But they do, they're not as deep in the secondary as Washington is at wide receiver and tight end. And so I think, you know, this is another game where you're getting a full field goal and a half, uh, you know, uh, at home. Um, Well-coached team, in my opinion, underrated Ron Rivera, uh, underrated Scott Turner, the former Vikings offensive you know, uh, quarterback coach. Uh, I like Washington here. I'm going to take the full field goal uh, and the hook uh, at home, and, and hopefully they can win that game outright. So our over seven and a half ticket. Uh, can get even closer to cash. I'll be interested in, uh, I know you're not with PFF anymore, but that is still a part of like who you are, like the the analytical part of this. What do they tell you about Taylor Heineke? Because they are 2-0, and him as the quarterback, but the way they're finding success on offense, is it sustainable? He seems to be throwing a lot of balls in harm's way. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, well, he wasn't good last year, right? He's fun to watch, but he wasn't good. I think, in an NFL where you're seeing Sam Ellinger start, you're seeing T.J. Walker, who's actually been fairly good, start. You're seeing, uh, you know, not great quarterback. He can be maybe more middle of the pack. I think where he separates himself, and, and maybe, Sean, you can back me up on this, um, at, you know, as a guy who's a starter and a back in this league, is like when the starter was so risk-averse in Carson Wentz, wasn't willing to go downfield, wasn't willing to take chances, if you get a guy in there that's willing to take chances, when you have good players on the outside, that helps you a lot as a as an NFL quarterback. And so I think that he might not be great, might not be the quarterback of the future for Washington, but as the quarterback of right now, I think he's helping them, you know, uncover the Terry McLaurin who was quiet the first few games. I think he's helping them, you know, really, you know, when Antonio Gibson, he's spreading things out for him and Brian Robinson. I think he's an okay quarterback for them right now. On balance, is he that good? No, but I think right now he's what the Washington standard. Yeah, I'll sum it up like this. Uh, he's a guy that tried to protect the football last year, and it got him benched. He's living on the edge right now. He's yelling YOLO. He's like, I'm going to do it my way. If it's if it works, cool. If it doesn't, hey, man, I don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking once again to Eric Eager as the number is plummeting, by the way. Oh, um, I already got it. I got it plus five, yeah. plus 180. I took the plus 180. Yeah, I'm a lock-in. Can I take Central Michigan? I'm switching it. Central Michigan plus five for the rollover contest. Game hasn't started yeah, that's yet. that's fine. Game hasn't started yet. Yeah. So All straight right. up, no parlay? Uh, yeah, just Central Michigan plus the points. All right, you got that, Britton? Yeah, we'll put that in. Uh, sorry, we have a little competition going on here uh, with all the games going on, uh, <laughs> uh, Eric. Uh Titans and Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, you are a guy who knows uh, this Chiefs team inside and out. Uh, Kansas City is laying a big old number against the Titans here. 12, 12 and a half with a total of 46 and a half. Yeah, this is a game the Chiefs are one and four. They're in their five games against the Titans with Andy Reid as the head coach. And the only game that they won, I was, you know, I was there. It was fun. And they beat them in the AFC title game in this January of 2020. 
even in that game, they didn't cover 12 and a half points. So I, I look at you know, Derrick Henry. I look at Malik Willis. You watched that game the other day. Malik Willis had really good gravity in that game running the ball. When he handed it to Derrick Henry, there were linebackers that were staying home a tad longer because they were worried about his running ability, and it helped Derrick Henry go over to the guard. I think the Chiefs will win this game, but I don't think they cover the number. He is Eric Eager. Catch all his work at Sumer Sports. Thomas Dimitrov, part of that uh, program as well over at U- uh, on YouTube. Eric, always a pleasure, man. Have, have yourself a great weekend. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. There he is. Eric Eager breaking it down. Um, yeah, interesting news coming out of uh, a little match, and we'll get you the latest on that. The line moves that we're seeing as those games coming up at the top of the hour. We will also revisit our top four in college football. A lot to get to as it is VEASAN primetime. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired, and now... Every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you, here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them. To register a new account in the same state you use, BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And your and once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Once again, uh, we are doing a little friendly competition here between our show and VSIN Live Bet tonight, the show that follows us, Wes Reynolds and Femi Abebefe, and uh, an idea that Sean uh, brought to light because of the stretch we're on with consecutive days with college football and the NFL, football on your television every day until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So we had to make a play on one of the two games tonight. I rolled with a money line parlay initially with NIU, Northern Illinois, and uh, Bowling Green, the two favorites. And news has now surfaced that Rocky Lombardi, the quarterback for Northern Illinois, is out. And that is why we're seeing the line come down. It is now four at Circa, four and a half almost everywhere else. It was up at six. And I have pivoted. And while we were talking to Eric Eager, was able to get uh, for our contest, Northern uh, Central Michigan plus the five. Yeah, and I took Bowling Green last night. I got minus four and a half. I think that game's up to five and a half in most places. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we had discussed your wager on the two Moneyline parlays, and I think I had mentioned I was going to take Central Michigan if Lombardi did not play for NIU, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to be wrong, so I went with Bowling Green, but I did. Once we heard Lombardi was out, make a money line play on my own on Central Michigan. Uh, having said that, uh, 
college football playoff initial top 25 poll came out. My alma mater, Tulane, was number 19. That's neither here nor there. Just wanted to toot my own horn and peacock a little bit while I can. Why not? I well, would. We do our top four. Better be Tulsa. Yeah, we do our top four. And uh, my four has been pretty accurate all year. <laughs> but just to recap, uh, I had TCU. Uh, in the fourth spot right now. Uh, I mentioned that they do already have four wins over top 20 AP teams at the time of those contests. I had Georgia at three. Georgia has the right to move up. I do think losing Nolan Smith, their uh, first-round prospect pass rusher, is significant because of the opposing quarterback, Hendon Hooker, who's made a living throwing the deep ball and also extending plays in high-pressure situations. Uh, At number three... I got the Wolverines. Number two. I mean, at number two, I have the Wolverines from Michigan. And here's why. They gave up 27 points to Mike Loxley and Maryland. 14 of those 27 were scored in the fourth quarter. But if you take that game off the board, here's what this defense has given up. 7, 10, 0, 14, 10, 17, 7. They're not talking about how good Michigan is on defense because of how good Blake Corman at running game have been. If Harbaugh just gets a little more creative in the red zone, I'm telling you, Michigan, to me, is going to be one of my best bets of the year when they go to the horseshoe because this defense is legit. They tackle. They can run. They can rush the quarterback. I am high on Michigan, like really high, because I think J.J. McCarthy gives them the chance in a game against an opponent of their caliber to come out victorious. If you look really closely at the Michigan State game, Kicked a lot of field goals in the red zone. Couldn't convert to touchdowns. But how many of those third-down pressure plays did J.J. McCarthy make? Scrambling, running for first down, extending the play, finding a guy open down the field. I love, L-O-V-E, this Michigan team. Harbaugh just has to get a little more creative and aggressive in the red zone. If they do that, I'm just telling you, I, I think Michigan has a chance to win it all. I don't think they have a chance to win it all. Uh, we saw what happens when they play the elites. Uh, yeah, but they college. didn't have McCarthy. We're yeah, but they're not doing anything that, with them. Put that footnote uh, down. Yeah. Yeah, just they did not have a guy like McCarthy that's capable of even avoiding the rush, of extending a play, creating something big down the field. So that'll be the difference this time. This is the best quarterback Harbaugh has ever had at the University of Michigan. Also the most dynamic. Now, Harbaugh is capable of... of of putting a speedometer on him and not letting him go over 55, which is why I put that context. Uh, the same aggressiveness that Harbaugh did at the end out of, like, spite and being petty when he was running reverse passes and throwing the ball down the field. How about implement some of that in the first and second quarter, Jim? You're going to need it against Ohio State, but I'm just telling you this Michigan team is dangerous. I, I've had Michigan in the top four the majority of the year. There's been weeks where they've dropped out, but I do have them in the top four this week. I really like Michigan. I don't think they'll beat Ohio State this year. Uh, Ohio State, in the blink of an eye, just throws up 50 burgers. And if Jackson Smith and Jigba can get healthy by that game, then I do think they're as dangerous as anybody it is. And, and, and last thing I'll say about Michigan and the possibility of them win the title. I agree. J.J. McCarthy is is more talented uh, than what they had at quarterback, you know, last year. However, Aiden Hutchinson, Dax Hill, 
David Ojabo, all gone off that defense that wreaked havoc. I mean, all of those, if Ojabo doesn't, what, he tears ACL or popped his Achilles, one of those two. He's back, by the way. I know. If he doesn't get hurt, he's probably a first-round pick, too. So you're talking about three first-round picks off that defense, which is still really good. I think the offensive line is better. I think Michigan is incredibly talented. I don't think they'll beat Ohio State. Uh, and that will, will ultimately keep him out of the That's why I went down how many points they've given up in these games. I agree. Yeah, they're, they're playing they lights have. out. I didn't think they were capable of just being as dominant without those names. I think that was one of my issues preseason. Uh, they take some time to regroup, but obviously Harbaugh's recruited at an extremely, extremely high level because, man, they look dominant. I agree. However, let's look real quickly at the offenses that they've played. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. Maryland. Whoa, don't put no slander on UConn. UConn is winning games. Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State. Ain't nobody in the same stratosphere here's the as only, Ohio State. Here's the only pushback I'll give you on that argument. If you're going to use against Michigan, you got to use against Ohio State. It's fair. It is fair. And it's not really a Michigan-Ohio State problem. It's the Big Ten came up weak this year. Like the conference in and of itself. Look, I think probably is down. I think I'll say this about Ohio State. Ohio State to me, I I already have them at number three. I'll get to my number two here in just a moment. I've pumped Ohio State down a little bit. I was as high as anybody on Ohio State coming into this year, and they should easily cash over ten and a half wins here with games against Northwestern, Indiana, and Maryland to get to eleven and zero, which will cash you know minus one seventy five up to the over. Um, How good do you think CJ Stroud is? I think he's very good. How many rushing yards do you think he has on the season? I don't think he has to rush. Minus four. Does he need to? Well, it'll be interesting. That's the only thing. He's the only quarterback of the what people would consider the top five to seven teams in the country where the defense has no threat whatsoever of him scrambling and being evasive. Hendon Hooker, outstanding. Bryce Young, best in the business. Stetson Bennett, more than capable. He's had multiple 30-plus yard runs. This year, uh, J.J. McCarthy just talked about the job he's been doing, extending plays, picking up touchdowns with his feet. D.J., definitely not an elite athlete, but because of size and play calling, they utilize him in the run game. Ohio State's the only one with the guy throwing the football. Don't present any of those issues. Now, they've been good enough from a talent standpoint for him not to need it, but it'll be interesting when they go up against that elite defense of, of the Wolverines. Can they, when structurally things aren't, happening if you look Penn State did a great job until what the last nine minutes of the fourth quarter of containing that Ohio State offense so it's gonna be fascinating I just hope Michigan can beat Illinois because I'm high on the Illini and Brett Bielema but if they can get that game undefeated man look it's gonna be a a, a pleasure to sit back and watch it Uh, my number two team real quickly number uh, is Tennessee Uh, what can you say they've been fantastic and I'll say this the defense to me was very impressive against Kentucky last week. So that's why I have Tennessee number two. Yeah, I picked Florida to beat them. Train ran over me, but Florida covered. Pick Alabama to beat them. Train ran over me. Alabama didn't cover. Pick Kentucky. Train still running over me. I hadn't even got to the end of the caboose yet. <laughs> so I'm not going against Tennessee anymore. I got them number one. Hendon Hooker right now is playing as good as anybody in the country. Josh Heupel's in a groove. I mean, he is dialing it up. If you want to see tremendous in-game play calling, go and watch the all-22 of this Tennessee offense right now. My number one is the team that will beat Tennessee this week. That is Georgia. Uh, Could be right. And uh, they are the most complete team. They do have some injuries, as you mentioned, Nolan Smith being out. I think Robert Beal is a guy who's actually got more snaps than Nolan Smith this year. I don't know if it's going to be a massive drop-off. I'm not laying the points with Georgia, but I do think they win in Athens on Saturday night. I'll say this before we hit a break. 
Tennessee absolutely is deserving of the number one spot by the committee, and they will lose this weekend to Georgia. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We head to Philadelphia and talk game four of the World Series next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.